Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. Delighted you can join us this morning, and also delighted to welcome into the studio Lorraine Buckley. Good morning. Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. And thank you very much, Dean, for joining us. And Shane, our ever-present person on the other end of the line. W- welcome, Shane, and good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Shane, you're a bit like the Holy Spirit. We hear you, but we don't see you very often. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're welcome, Shane, and thank you very much, Lee, for joining us. Okay, as we often say on this programme, this programme is especially for those people who are stuck at home. Maybe can't get out of the house, can't get out of bed. You may be even lonely, maybe even on your own. We hope that whatever you might hear this morning through the Holy Spirit, uh, we'll be able to be there to cheer you up and give you courage and give you hope. So welcome again, and thanks for joining us. For those of you who listen to us on our repeat program at 10.30 Thursday evening, thanks again. For those of you who listen to us on our blog spot and our podcast, uh, which is at sacredspace102.blogspot.com. Again, welcome to you and thank you very much indeed for joining us. At the start of each program, we do light this candle, and that's there to remind us that we are indeed joined by the Holy Spirit for this sacred hour. So wherever you are, please stay with us for the next hour and we'll see what the Holy Spirit wants us to hear. We're going to go through the normal uh, program. We're going to go. Um, the introduction is normal. Father Michal Liston has got a lovely Lenten reflection for us, and then we go through the gospel, and then we'll see what we have time for at the end of the program. Please do contact the program with any suggestions uh, or any sort of notes that you want us to pass on to other people. You can do that by contacting the station here during the week on 069-66200 and pass on a message to Sacred Space. You can drop a line to Sacred Space, West Limit 102 Radio, Sheens Road, Newcastle West. Or you can email us at sacredspace102 at gmail.com. And thanks again for those people, especially those people who we meet on the street. I'm sure you often meet them yourself, Lorraine, Mm -hmm. who every now and again, you know, do... Do say that very kind word that they hear us each week and they enjoy what, what they hear and gives them a bit of hope. It's very much appreciated. And thank you, thank you again, guys, for doing that. Um, Lent is coming up and, of course, we do have a few bits and pieces that we're uh, thinking of introducing. Shane, have you got something that, uh, that you're thinking about introducing on the blog and you might want to just alert people to the same thing? Yeah, for those that are online with us, uh, we are proposing to do over uh, the Linton season, we're going to do reflections on the Stations of the Cross. As people know, of course, the Stations are a very traditional Linton observance, and we're, we've invited a number of people to um, give their own personal reflections on a particular station. Um, now, uh, we're, just, we're, we're still putting it together, but uh, it starts on Ash Wednesday, and basically the idea is that we'll do a station every Wednesday and every Friday, uh, because, of course, that ties in with the, the, the great tradition in Ireland of, you know, Dehedin and Dehina, the fast day and the free, first fast day, Wednesday and Friday. And, of course, it ties in with the whole tradition around Fridays in Lent as well. So that's, that's the idea, that we'll have personal reflections from people on different stations of the cross, uh, finishing uh, the week before Palm Sunday. That's the idea. And then we're, we'll be planning something different for actually the Holy Week itself. Fantastic. So if people would like to actually um, contribute maybe to that, maybe they can again write into the station, Sacred Space West Limit 102, uh, Sheen's Road, Newcastle West, or even email, sacredspace102 at gmail.com. I can pass those on to Shane, and we'll see about putting them up on the blog, Shane. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. Um, at this part of the program now, we usually pause uh, with a bit of prayer space, and that's to allow ourselves really to get in touch with what this program's all about, which is listening to the Holy Spirit. 
we know at this particular time that there's people who are lonely. We know that there's people who are sick and worried about maybe surgery, upcoming surgery that they have. There's people worried about un being unemployed. People worried about this recession. People worried about all sorts of things. But we know that Jesus is with us. We know the Holy Spirit is with us. We also know that we have to thank God for so much, for our faith, for our families, for our work, our neighbours and our lives. So just before we pause and pray for, to, uh, with some beautiful music that we do have lined up, maybe, Lorraine, you, there's a spiritual communion prayer that we often mm -hmm. say in this program. And as we always say, of course, the best way to receive Jesus is in Holy Communion and Mass, but that's not always possible. But it is always possible to make a spiritual communion prayer. So I invite you to pray with us. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Thank you very much indeed for that, Lorraine. Okay, the first bit of music we got lined up this morning is a piece by Margaret Ritzer from her album, Her Music for Healing, and it's actually entitled In God Alone. So let's hear this.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. Okay, welcome to Sacred Space. Um, my name is John Keeley. And we thought um, as the season of Lent is approaching, Wednesday being Ash Wednesday, um, we'd get a reflection on Lent, Ash Wednesday, what it's all about, what it means to us, etc. So I'm delighted to welcome to the programme again uh, one of our wonderful contributors who has helped us out many of the time, uh, Father Michal Liston. Good morning to you, Father. Okay, and thank you, very, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Okay, Lent, Ash Wednesday, where would you like to start? Well, I'd love to just say that there is a phrase in the liturgy during Lent that refers to the joyful season of Lent. Okay. That's a phrase that always intrigues me. And I suppose, I remember as a young boy at school, Fado, Fado, when we come up to Ash, Ash Wednesday, some boys just say about this particular teacher, God, he won't be in good form today because he'd be giving up cigarettes for Lent and he'd be in bad form. Mm. And I thought that was another poor stat for, for Lent, for the yeah. joyful season <laughs> of Lent. Yeah. But now, when I go into school, I deal with some of these Gwell skulls for the talk Irish. Okay. And talking to the children and the babies, Nina and Bjorga, I say to them, don't be bold and say your prayers. No be dana agus abir the fadraka. Okay. And when the teacher, when I put the ashes on the teacher and I say to the teacher, no be dana agus abir the fadraka, all the young people have a good laugh. Yeah. And they have again when the teacher puts the ashes on me and says, don't be bold, say your prayers, no be dana agus abir the fadraka. I think... That sense of fun and joy is God calling us home, calling us to, to lift up a bit, let the, let the snowdrops come through in our lives and the daffodils. That uh, the, the more senior students then in the secondary school, the man's school, I, I, I know I should say, I suppose, repent and believe the gospel. But I like the bit of poetry, and I suppose the nice phrase of I say to them in Irish, open your heart and believe in the resurrection. Oskil the Cree, agus cred san ash iri. Oskil the Cree, agus cred san ash iri. And what I like about that is that it, it directs our minds towards Easter and the joy of Easter. And Lent is a setting out on a journey. And it's... A, not just getting rid of things because they're bad, like eating too much or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, but and damaging our health, but letting things go so that we can travel and travel with good heart and uh, travel towards the great excitement of the resurrection at Easter and that we would be, from the word go in Lent, making room in our lives for joy and hope to come into us. Now, I know, I know that a lot of people, and maybe including you who are listening to me, there can be a hard heaviness and depression and worries, anxieties, bereavement, and things can be hard. But I would ask, invite, the, the grace of God is knocking, the grace of God is near, and light a candle. Maybe for this Lent now, Renew our, freshen our prayers again, no matter how small, but our Father in heaven, 
is our Father and he's stone mad about us. And he'd love to hear a bit more from us. Although he would listen to him a bit more. So let us try and do a small bit of ploughing, a small bit of harrowing, a small bit of setting out, spring cleaning maybe. And of course, the great things that we are asked to do at length, of course, is to get in touch again in, with our sisters and brothers in the faith. And if we look up, we will see that there are people making the effort. There are people making the effort to, well, maybe just cop on in their lives. Mm-hmm. There are people making the effort to get sensible about their health. But there's also people who are making the effort to maybe uh, attend Mass with more devotion and the Sundays of Lent. To, to listen to the invitation, the gentle whisper of God's grace that comes to us in the prayers of the Mass. And maybe some, of course, make an effort for daily Mass. And all these witnesses around us, and they, they invite us, us too, to make that little bit of opening of our heart to the possibility of new life, a new flower, a new snowdrop, something new happening in our lives. And uh, so therefore, that the joyful season of Lent will happen to us too. Of course, there are the great words in the prayers of Ash Wednesday. Give me again the joy of your help, with a spirit of fervour sustain me. A pure heart create for me, O God, and give me again the joy of your help. And of course, the old ways, the ways that saints and sinners down mm. through the years have tried to allow, and Jesus asks us to allow, that joy, that freshness into our lives again are, well, first of all, listening to God's word. That uh, maybe when we go to Mass of a Sunday, take home the readings with us and, and think about them. Mm-hmm. And it is great when people join a Lexio group, a reflecting group on the Bible, and uh, now, of course, there's a, look up maybe the Bible, the internet too. For look up the Diocesan website or the uh, Scripture and in, in Lexia Divina and Sacred Space in the in the in the internet. But try and connect with your own faith and the faith of those around you in this springtime. Then, of course, the second great way of allowing freshness in our lives as Christians is to think of others. Talk at a time. Mm. to being open to uh, sharing, giving. Again, uh, this allows Jesus, the healer, our saviour, into our hearts. That we're brothers and sisters, and when we, whatever we do to one of these little ones, we do to Jesus. And maybe a thing that we need to be more aware of these days, that uh, people are under pressure and solidarity, gentleness with each other, and kindness... And then um, another, um, that sense of, yeah, the big thing I suppose I want to say is if we can turn more and more to the Lord, to our Father, to where we are at home, to where we are at peace, the great word of Jesus, the risen Jesus to his friends after the resurrection, peace be with you. 
And they were very battered because they hadn't been good followers and they had denied him and they had sold him and they had done everything. But no, Jesus wants them and wants us to receive the peace of Easter and the new hope. So we travel, begin Lent with, um, well, being prepared to shake ourselves up a small bit Mm. and turn towards maybe a bit of prayer and be aware of the faith around us. Around the whole world at this time of year, there's millions of people making a new start. And we begin to walk with them, or continue to walk with them. As we listen to the the words of our Saviour, who is passionately in love with each one of us, and is prepared to pour his heart out over and over again, to raise our hearts and heal us and reconcile us and that it will be a joyful season that we will allow the peace and the hope of Easter flood our lives. And let us always walk with joyful hope, and God and Mary be with you. Dear is Mary with Oskil the Cree, of his crates and Asheri, open your heart and believe in the resurrection. Thanks, Father Meha. There, there, there was a few things, if you don't mind, that, that I, I, I just noted down here. Um, you, you mentioned joy and fun a lot in that reflection there. It wouldn't be... Uh, those are two words that I wouldn't have associated with, and I think most of us wouldn't associate with Lent. Uh, maybe our own thinking and maybe the way we were brought up is Lent is a time when you you give up things and you deny your things. And, and yet you mentioned joy and you mentioned fun. I heard... We often have the phrase, you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Well, now I had a new one today. You are what you attend to. Okay. And if we attend to bad news, yeah. and if we attend to all the sadness, and now we have to be sensitive and aware, and we can't live in cuckoo land, mm. but to a certain extent, we are also called to raise our eyes to lift our hearts, to look at other things besides the heart. Uh, And maybe if we can't even do it, we're asked to pray for it. Mm -hmm. And maybe those phrases I picked there from the liturgy of Lent, Mm -hmm. uh, even if we feel cut off from God, it is good to pray, give me again the joy of your help, with a fair spirit of firmness sustain me. Um, a pure heart create for me, O God, and give me again the joy of your help, that we would be open to hope, a small little chink at all of openness to the affection of God, and the Holy Spirit will be in like a shot. Mm -hmm. Just give the Holy Spirit a chance and attend, attend. We are what we attend to, and if we can attend to the gentle whisper of God's grace that will transform us. If we can attend to the the beauty and the goodness around us, the kindness, the forgiveness, the hope, the generosity, that lift us. Um, Yes, I think that's what I want to say. And just one last thing then, that that leads me into another expression you use there, which may be what his Lent is all about again. Open your hearts to new life. 
leads on maybe from what you've just said. Yes. Now, if I was to, if I was a great theologian <laughs> and a great preacher, I'd begin talking about what the whole mean? joy of baptism. Yeah. In baptism, we are yes, we are, are human. We have the dignity of being human, uh-huh. but we have the weakness of being human. Yeah. And at the end of life, weakness and death can get the over o- o- upper hand. But in our baptism, we are immersed into another life. We are mm. plunged into another life. We are reborn, and God is our Father. Jesus Christ is our brother, and there's a new well inside in us. And if we can, and Lent is a time when we allow, we take the briars off that well, take away slabs of concrete over it, yeah. and we allow the waters of our baptism bubble in freshness. Mm. And if we can open our hearts and let the Word of God in, let faith, hope, and love in, uh, that baptism joy can flow again in us. Lovely. And just one other thing then, you mentioned hope. And of course, at the end of Lent, we have the resurrection. Yes, at the end of Lent, Easter, yeah. is when Jesus pours himself out for our sins. Mm. His blood, give my blood given for you and for many, the sins might be forgiven. His blood is greater than all our human weakness. And death failed to triumph at Christ. Mm. So Easter is the triumph of all that withers us, all that gets us and puts us down, no matter whether it is death. Mm-hmm. Whether it's human weakness and, and betrayal, the Easter is stronger than all of that and all that withers us. So let us come, Lord Jesus. Let let uh, attend for the coming of hope into our lives again. Springtime. And the days will grow longer. And there'll be snowdrops and there'll be daffodils. A new life. Father Michal, thank you very much, Neil, for that. God bless you. We'll speak to you again. Bye-bye now. Okay, now there was a beautiful reflection there by Father Michal on uh, Lent and Ash Wednesday, and we'll be meeting Michal, Father Michal, hopefully within a few weeks again. Thank you very much, Nira, Father Michal. Okay, the piece of music we decided to play now this morning to follow that is a piece by Mark Forrest from his album um, You Are Mine, and it's entitled Stir My Hat. I hope you like this. Let your holy 
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the third part of Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. As I said, my name is John Keeley. Uh, Lorraine Buckler in studio with me and Shane's on the other end of the line. And of course, this comes to a very important part of the program where we always go through uh, the gospel for the day. So we always, just before we actually read the gospel, there's a prayer that we always reflect on before reading the scripture. And this is how it goes. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your word which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lorraine, would you mind reading the Gospel, please, for this week? The Gospel for this week is from the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time. It's from Mark's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. When Jesus returned to Capernaum some time later, Word went round that he was back, and so many people collected there that there was no room left, even in front of the door. He was preaching the word to them when some people came bringing him a paralytic carried by four men. But as the crowd made it impossible to get the man to him, they stripped the roof over the place where Jesus was. And when they had made an opening, they lowered the stretcher on which the paralytic lay. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, My child, your sins are forgiven. Now some scribes were sitting there, and they thought to themselves, How can this man talk like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God? Jesus, inwardly aware that this was what they were thinking, said to them, 
Why do you have these thoughts in your hearts? Which of these is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, pick up your stretcher and walk? But to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I order you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go off home. And the man got up, picked up his stretcher at once and walked out in front of everyone, so that they were all astounded and praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Thanks a lot, Lorraine. Shane, we've never seen anything like this. <laughs> hmm. yeah, um, I have to say, sometimes when uh, I'm doing the gospel reflections during the week, one of the things I do to try and kind of reflect on it is I put myself into the story. Mm. You know, and okay. Picture yourself perhaps as one of the crowd or one of the apostles watching the situation and watching what was going on. And I was just thinking about this story this week, and the thing that struck me is, you know, you're sitting in the room, and, you know, there's a crowd around, it's hot because there's a lot of people there, and suddenly you feel this kind of dust falling on your head, mm. you know, and you look up and suddenly it's like the roof is falling in, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because they opened the roof to let this man down. And I was thinking to myself, can you just imagine the reaction of the crowd? Or more important, can you just imagine the reaction of the person that owned the house? (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're not kind of mentioned in the story. But I was just thinking about that during the week. And then also, just look, it's like, you know, Jesus is probably there. He's talking away, probably teaching in parables. And suddenly he feels, you know, know, the mud off the roof falling down top of his head. Mm. And he's kind of looking up. And, you know, even at the most human level, you've got to admire their determination Mm -hmm. in what they're doing. And I suppose that's the whole kind of challenge, I suppose, that comes out of the paralytic story for us this week, is their determination to encounter God, you know? And the question for us is, is that a same determination that's in our lives? Mm -hmm. Do we really make an effort to encounter God, you know? They really wanted to get in touch with him. They want because the paralytic wanted to be healed. Mm. And I suppose that's what the beauty of Lent is. You know, we're entering into Lenten season next week, and it's a time that, as a Christian community, we set aside each year in the liturgical year so that we can, you know, like the paralytic, draw close to Jesus for healing that we might need in our lives, you know. So, and it's interesting as well that this week's gospel, of course, the thing to understand about the paralytic and the whole discussion between Jesus and the scribes and the forgiveness of sins is that we must bear in mind that at the time of Jesus, to be sick, to be afflicted in some way, was seen not so much as um, a physical illness as such, but more likely a punishment, a divine punishment for sins committed. Yeah. So that's, that's the whole kind of that's an important kind of background fact to remember when you're reading and reflecting on the whole discussion between Jesus and the scribes and the Pharisees. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, really, because, of course, they were so caught up in their limited understanding of what was actually happening in front of them that they couldn't grasp what Jesus had done. You know? mm. And I suppose that's the question that we have to pose to ourselves, you know, and are trying to grasp and you know, define what God is or who God is. 
because no matter what way you define it or try to define it or try to get your head around it, and I suppose this is the whole issue with you know, the likes of the Christopher Hitchens and the Richard Dawkins of the world, they're trying to define God, and God by his very nature is not definable. You no. know? That's, that's the thing that we kind of forget, because when you try to define God, you try to limit him, and you try to control him. You know? And that, that's, that's kind of, the, the scribes have got lost almost in that kind of uh, an understanding. And so there's something, though, that we need to be careful when we're, we're reflecting on Scripture, because it's, I suppose some, it's something, John, that Father Frank says again and again. You know, it's not Bible study. We're not just, you know, reading and studying mm-hmm. Scripture. We're trying to listen to Scripture and how it, you know, speaks to us now, 2,000 years later, in our, each of our daily lives. And it's something, I suppose, that we try to be very careful of each week on the program, that we don't enter in, into kind of a lecture series. That's right. What, what we try to say to people is, you know, Look at the scripture and see how does it interact with your own life. Are you the paralytic? You know, are you afraid? Are you weighed down in some way, something in your mind? Because it wasn't just a physical healing that Jesus did for this man. You know, he would have had a social conditioning because of his illness. He would have seen, seen it as a, some sort of a punishment from God. So Jesus not only provided a physical healing to him, but also a mental healing to him and called him out of the kind of, you could say, that depression. Yeah. And, you know, Shane, thanks a lot now for, you know, for mentioning about Father Frank, because it was something that I was going to suggest to people, maybe for Lenz, is to take up maybe going to Lecture Divina uh, here in Newcastle West. It's uh, 8.15 to 9.15 of a Monday night. It's a wonderful experience because Father Frank opens up the gospel to us and really um, challenges us to experience that gospel ourselves as to what it means to us and and how it affects us and how we can indeed be like these guys now, bringing the stretcher, bringing guys in a stretcher to Jesus. So I would invite people, maybe if they can, 8.15 to 9.15, Monday evening, to join the rest of us uh, with Father Frank Duick in Newcastle West in the Paris Centre. Lorraine, you were there yourself now before and you've probably got uh, loads of things that Father Frank equally would have probably uh, challenge us all to do. Absolutely. Well, what what struck me about what Shane said at the very beginning, I mean, it's a technique of Lexi Divina, kind of putting yourself into the story. But I think for myself especially that sometimes when I'm reading the gospel, it's, it's so familiar to me that I miss actually a lot of what's being said in it. Yeah. That, you know, you can become almost too familiar with the gospel that if you're just sitting down there on a Sunday in your pew at mass and you're kind of maybe half listening to the readings sometimes mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're halfway into the homily before you realize, oh, gosh, I'm actually at mass here. <laughs> yes, yes. You yeah. know, that yeah. taking a little time out, especially during Lent and just trying to get into the story yeah. to really mm. situate yourself there and call on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be possible for everybody listening to go to the Lexia Divina no, on Monday. No. But it is possible for people just to take a few minutes every day. I, I think that's especially something that Father Frank um, would would encourage. He would say to you that the real Lexia isn't actually what happens there mm. that Monday night. No. It's the everyday five, ten minutes mm. taking out the gospel, reading it, sitting with it, chewing it over. Yeah. What's the gospel saying to me? And the gospel is usually there on the weekly newsletter out for most churches. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it's as, as we say at the moment, we're reading through Mark. Uh, it'll probably change as we come into Lent now. They, there are specific readings during Lent. 
But even like something, something very, very profound that Shane brought out this morning, um, saying that almost the physical healing of the paralytic was was the secondary healing here. Like the the bigger healing was the spiritual healing, the mental yeah. healing. Mm. That mm. your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Mm. And how much more that that yeah. would have affected the man's life than the actual physical healing. Mm. And it's little nuggets like that that we could sometimes miss if we don't sit with scriptures and pray with scripture. Two other things, I suppose, that just struck me out of it was, first was, you know, the desire of them to meet Jesus. Mm. You know, the urgency that was on them, that they wanted to physically meet Jesus. And for us today, you know, and as we enter into Lent, two things that strike me about that is, you know, this, the, 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 the need to go to confession. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Particularly during the season of Lent. It's an opportunity to go back and turn back to the Lord. Mm. That's the question I suppose we have to ask ourselves. Do we have an urgent desire in our hearts to be you know, reunited with God through the sacrament of the penance? And then the second thing was, you know, to physically encounter the Lord, I suppose. For me, that reminds me on two things. Those we encounter each day, you know, the image of Christ, the image of God in our fellow human beings, Mm -hmm. but also taking time out to silently meet Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, Mm -hmm. be it through adoration or just a five-minute visit to the Church, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's something, you know, just think about for Lent maybe that, you know, and as while you're doing that, you know, if you're in adoration before the Lord, you're one of the bearers of the paralytic. And bring before God those that are sick and wounded in our society. They mightn't be physically sick, they mightn't be mentally sick, but those that are weighed down with troubles and burdens. Lovely. Mm. Shane, thank you very much indeed for that. At that, we better go for a break. Um, just to finish off this particular section here, now we've got a, a piece of music uh, lined up. We haven't really actually played much of Marilla Ness's uh, more recent time, so we said we play today. It's from our album, From Where I Stand, and aptly, I think it's called today, Jesus the Healer. Let's hear this. Jesus, the healer, is here in our midst as he has promised to be. Who could refuse such perfect love? 
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the fourth part of Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley, Lorraine Buckley is in studio with me, and Shane on the other end of the line, our celestial guide, is going to bring us through what might be happening this week, Shane. Sure, John, no problem. Um, obviously, with Lent, yeah. uh, we will be kind of touring down a bit on the celestial Yeah, I thought that. So that we will give full attention to the season that's coming. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, let me see. The 21st of February is St. Peter Damien, Bishop and Doctor. He was a hermit and a scholar in the Middle Ages, and uh, he was a great preacher, and I think he was actually a Franciscan. Yeah, I think he was Franciscan. No, a Benedictine, sorry. Okay. Then, obviously, the 22nd is Ash Wednesday. It's not actually a holy day of obligation, but most people go to church to receive their ashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 23rd is St. Polycarp, Bishop and Martyr. He was a huge, uh, 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 one of the fathers of the church, and he's, the account of his martyrdom is the first after that of St. Stephen recounted in the Acts of the Apostles. He was a disciple of the Apostle John. Then the 24th is St. Albert of Kent, who's an Anglo-Saxon Kent, a king of England. Uh, the 25th is St. Walburga, again another English saint. And then the 26th is St. Paul of Montal. He was a, a, a French saint. Okay. So, John, just for Lent, just, okay. just if people are looking, uh, one of the things about Lent, of course, is people are used to giving things up. Mm-hmm. And what I say to people is it's not supposed to be giving things up. After all, it's supposed to be coming back to God. <laughs> it's supposed to be a joyful occasion. Mm-hmm. Which I think is what Michal was talking about. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, suggestions if people want to take up something uh, rather than giving up, you know, maybe turn off the television for a while. A couple of books that might be interested in Timothy Radcliffe, Seven Last Words. It's 100 pages, and it's a meditation on the seven last words of Jesus on the cross with some beautiful iconography of crosses in it. It's about 10 euros, and, uh, so, and it's only 100 pages. Mm-hmm. Anything by Basil Hume, I recommend to be a pilgrim. It's a spiritual notebook. It's daily reflections written by the late Cardinal. And the Cardinal, yeah. The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Newman is a great book for reflection, and it's a beautiful reflection on the gospel of the Prodigal Son. And then finally, for those that may be looking for maybe the A grade, uh, we'd recommend, I'd recommend Letters from the Desert by Carlo Caretto. It is a beautiful book, great, beautiful, beautiful reflection on uh, the deserts in our lives 
and I'd encourage people to maybe dip in and out of that. Lovely, Shane. Thank you very much indeed for that. A quick, you know, have you got one one little notice there, Lorraine? Thanks, John. Okay, uh, one little thing that somebody could take on for Lent. Uh, it's not too heavy going. As part of our um, preparations for the Eucharistic Congress in June, mm-hmm. the diocese has arranged four evenings of talks, consecutive Wednesday evenings, beginning with the 7th of March, and it's all about communion with Christ and with one another. So on the 7th of March, we have Reading God's Word with Father Noel Kerwin here in the Pastoral Centre in Newcastle West. The same series of talks will be held in um, the Pastoral Centre in Denmark Street in Limerick and in the Debert Hotel in Kilmallock. If you're interested in attending, please do book so that um, they can prepare the rooms and have everything ready for you. So the number is 0614 400 133 Thank you very much, Neil, for that. And just time to mention EWTN. Uh, just to mention one particular thing, Lent and Easter time, uh, there's something on, on Ash Wednesday. Um, it's on actually at half past 12, and it's also on at half seven for half an hour. Special program is the English journalist Joanna Bugle continues her reflection on the, rela- the relationships between the seasons and the liturgical calendar. That's only on for half an hour. That should be very enjoyable. Thank you very much indeed for everybody who joined us this morning. Uh, Lorraine, myself and Shane are delighted to uh, have this opportunity each week to present Sacred Space. But if there's anybody would like anything else mentioned, please do contact us. Um, 069 during the week. Or you can con- contact by email as well. Again, thank you very much indeed for joining us. With time for us to go... Um, Decided to play a little bit of Wee Daniel this morning, from again from his album Hope and Praise, and this one is entitled "Put Your Hand in the Hand." So until next week. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Thank you. Gentlemen, you welcome Leon McCrum. Put your hand in the hand of the man who still waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who comes to see. Take a look at yourself, and you can look at others differently. My mama taught me how to pray before I reached the age of seven When I'm down on my knees, that's when I'm closest to heaven Daddy lived a life with two kids and a wife while you do what you must do But he showed me enough of what it takes to get me through Put your hand in the hand of the man who still the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself, and you can look at others differently by putting your hand.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.